All right, hey pod people, I'm Bart Allman. This is the Thinking and Drinking Shorty Show. These shows are going to be 10 or 20 minutes shorties about little things that are on my mind. I hope you like them. And if there's something you want me to delve into, let me know on Facebook or on my Instagram site, which is Thinking and Drinking Pod. And uh, here we go. Thanks again. Hey, special thanks to Paul Reed Smith. They make some of the best guitars in the world, and I'm so proud to have them as a sponsor. Check them out at prsguitars.com. And also thanks to our friends at Cathead Vodka. Check them out at catheaddistillery.com and Cathead Vodka on Instagram. Thanks. Hey, uh, here's another shorty show from uh, the Thinking and Drinking Dungeon. This is called My Favorite Guitars, and I may or may not own some of these guitars. Very important. I put these in no political order. They're just guitars that I love. So I'm going to start off with the Fender Telecaster. Come on. It's the most simple, versatile, classic guitar ever. I've seen the Broadcaster with one pickup, Tele with two pickups, seen him have a Bigsby tailpiece, seen him have a Floyd Rose on him, seen him have two double coils, two double coils and a single coil. I mean, everything. It's the most versatile, crazy, brilliant design that hasn't really changed since about 1952. There's other Telly nuts out there as well, like uh, John Five claims he has at least one Telecaster from every year since I think 1950, and many of his own signature guitars. So they're just they're just amazing. And next on the list is the Gibson Les Paul. Duh. Every rock band, country band, blues band has at least one Les Paul in it. These crazy, crazy beautiful sunburst guitars from. 58, 59, and 60 still sell between $250 and $500,000. And I have to believe, like, Jimmy Page's and Billy Gibbons' favorite Pearly Gates would fetch three, four, five million dollars each. They're just nuts. I've played three of these vintage guitars, and there just is seriously something magic about them. You can't even describe it. And while we're on a Les Paul, I'm going to go ahead and throw the Les Paul Jr. in there because there's just something awesome about a P90 stuffed little rock and roll guitar that came out, especially I've got a 56, and I think it when it came out, it was like $149, and just awesome guitars. Also, take 10 minutes, Google Les Paul, where you figure out he invented so many things, including multi-track recording and and arguably he invented the solid body guitar that he called the log and he's made such great tones on a ton of guitar records and he had a bunch of hits with his then wife mary ford who was a heck of a guitar slinger herself and just sang like an angel so take some time and get to know les paul now i'm bringing paul reed smith in here because this guy practically invented boutique guitars, but he did it in a way as to make fantastic guitars that most people can afford. My favorite that I own is 1991. It's the ever so popular Turquoise. Two double coil pickups. They're coil tappable, and it has Paul's insane vibrato tailpiece on it, which you, you would have to hit it with a truck to get it out of tune. He invented a new floating vibrato with locking tuners, and man, it just stays in tune. Awesome. It also has a five-position pickup switch. It gives you five distinct tones plus the coil tap switch, so ten tones in one guitar. It's pretty awesome. And the double-coil pickups, 
sound. I mean, they're the best single coil sounds of any of my guitars. So from uh, chicken picking country to the heaviest of metal, these guys can do it all. That's Paul Reed Smith. Then just out of the, the wilderness of Kansas, Jim and his son Ryan Triggs, Jim Triggs and Ryan Triggs are making some of the, been making some of the coolest acoustic guitars, mandolins, electric guitars, arch tops. I mean, I don't know what they can't do. I've had five of their guitars. I sold one to Luke Bryan. It's in his first video, all my friends say. But I've gotten one to Luke, Randy Hauser, Lee Bryce. I mean, Jimmy Buffett's been playing them for years, Clint Black. All sorts of people have these guys' guitars, and they're just awesome. The main one that I live and die for is, uh, is called Number 3. And it's black and beat up. And the week after Dale Earnhardt Sr. got killed in Daytona, I got Jim's number from uh, Alan Jackson, who also plays a ton of them. And I called Jim out in Kansas, and we talked for a couple hours. And he and Ryan just built this awesome, weathered-looking black single cutaway acoustic. They chiseled out a number three on the upper bat, and it, it's perfect. I got it on June 5, 2001. I've written both my number ones on it, and uh, I've made Amy promise not to sell it after I die, because I love that guitar. And last but not least, I'm going to cheat, and I'm just going to put guitars in the last category and just call them the pointy guitars. I'm talking about the Gibson Explorers, Flying V's, Neil Sean's guitars, all the Hamers, all the Ibanez's. I mean, everyone from... Joe Bonamassa to Rick Nielsen, the Cats in Kiss, Scorpions, Michael Schenker, Dimebag, Zach Wild, and a million others have played pointy guitars. They're uh, not necessarily for the faint of hearts or maybe the power ballads, but I love them. So go out and get you one of those. Well, there you go. I could have easily gone for my favorite 50 guitars, but I have to stop somewhere. And I know this is more than five, but I don't care. And like I said, I may or not own some of these guitars, but my main point is there's something out there for every style and every budget, so go find yours, and uh, thanks for listening, and send me your faves if you have time on my Thinking and Drinking pod on Instagram or on my Facebook. Thanks. Get out there and play something.